Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another empowering chat. So glad you're joining us on Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. So riffing on the word empowerment for 2020, and who doesn't want that? I'm raising my hand. I want empowerment. I'm still working on empowerment. Probably will the rest of my life. So the second letter in the word empowerment is M, and I chose M to stand for movement or transformation because you have to move, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, you have to move yourself forward into transformation. So the next few weeks is going to be about movement. And don't forget to move yourself to hashtag like, write a review for Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell, do, do whatever it is to promote the work that we're doing and help us move out into the world. And now here's the show for today. So riffing on the theme of movement and transformation and transmutation, changing and all that stuff, I have an amazing, wonderful guest She's actually a member of my team personally, but I'm thrilled to have her on to talk about what she does more because she's so, I want to say eclectic. So I, I just want to welcome Jennifer Ellis. Thanks I like that eclectic. <laughs> you are kind of eclectic. You, you are, you've, you're doing a lot of different things and you've been doing a lot of different things your whole life. Yeah. So, um, and, and I want to say, okay, so Jennifer, I'm just going to tell, talk about you for a minute, okay? Okay. Jennifer uh, has a company called Life Enlightenment, and this is where the eclectic thing comes in because she is a, a consultant in terms of um, marketing. I, I, I had her come on when I, my book came out, but she does promotions and marketing. She's really good at what she does, but she also manages clients and also teaches clients how to build their business um, in out in the world and uh because one of the things you have on your website is you you want to work with people i was going to add the word only i don't know <laughs> if that's right i'm putting words in your mouth but you work with people who want to make a difference mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. yeah so why is that important to you to work with people that want to make a difference well when i started my company um i had come into it from the music industry and kind of contemplating what i really wanted to do with my life and uh, life enlightenment the name of the business came before my first client actually just knowing that i wanted to do something whereas i was helping people to enlighten their lives and that can look many different ways because we all go through different things on a daily basis it could be someone having uh, relationship troubles or financial troubles or maybe it's weight or maybe it's just spiritual resonance maybe they're looking for their life purpose anything um, there's different parts of our life at different times that we need enlightenment and support and I wanted to work with people who were doing that in the world and um, when I first got had my first client I wasn't even planning on you know working with speakers and authors she just kind of landed in my lap and then it started um, you know going from there she started referring me to people and they started referring me and um, 
I just kept with the vision that I want to work with people who are enlightening the lives of others. And um, if they're not, or if I don't feel like that's their passion, um, you know, I either refer them to someone else or it's just not a match, you know, I could usually tell that. Yeah, yeah. And, and that makes a lot of sense. So you have, um, you're more at choice. At, it's a, it, I was going to say, well, I'm just saying it. It's a hell of a lot easier to work with people that you have a, a, an alignment with, you know? Definitely. I always say that people that I contact for my clients, they can feel if I'm behind it and I'm passionate about it. And they're going to want to work with um, one of my clients who I'm like, you know, jazzed about contacting them about. And so I'm like, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I really feel like to be in integrity with my business, I also have to make sure I'm taking on clients that I can like really be excited about making a phone call for them about. You know, and I love that about you, Jennifer. Years ago, I don't think I ever told you this. I, I did an internship at NBC and I was working on a talk show. And uh, one of my jobs was to write press releases and then to do uh, phone calls, um, at, you know, to invite people to come on the show. And I hated that. I hated doing the ask. I hated, you know, hey, are you interested? I, it just was never my thing. And because you are just so, she's very bright and sparkly, everybody, in case you can't see her. <laughs> she's just, you are, you're, 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 you're um, like a little fairy elf. You are. So when you start talking about people, you just light up and I can feel it in the emails and all that stuff too. You know, it's, it's all your energy transmutes into everything you do. Oh, I appreciate that. I love fairies though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. And that's a good thing since I was liking you to that. So, but going back to the eclectic thing of who you are and how it also shows up in your business, you're um, a committed vegan. Yes. And so when did you, you told me this before, but tell everybody else, when did you move into being a vegan and why? When I was, a, this is a fun story, actually. When I was a kid, I never wanted to eat meat. I grew up with eight dogs, a cat, two birds, two horses, and um, whatever else we had in our house. Um, so I was never into eating meat. And what I would do is my mom would put the food on my plate. I'd eat the vegetables, the bread, and all that kind of stuff. And I would sneak the meat to the dogs under the table. <laughs> and I did that for a very long time. But my mom said, you're not going to become vegan or vegetarian until you're out of the house and not under my roof. You eat what's on the table. So um, when I became 18 and I moved to New York, I became vegetarian. Um, and my body gave up on dairy, honestly, when I turned 41. Yeah. So my body said, no more dairy. So that's when it had to go vegan. Yeah. Uh, so that's when I became very, and, I, and after doing research too, when I became vegan, it made even more sense. I was like, oh, why did I not do this sooner? Maybe I could have saved myself from the whole dairy craze in my intestines. <laughs> yes, yes. And lots of people have that going on and they don't realize it. Yeah. Because, because wheat, gluten, dairy is so prevalent in, in everything and so many products. You know, if you're not reading the label, you just don't know. Exactly. I, I have a client um, who... Uh, somebody suggested she become gluten-free and she really, it was like beyond her understanding. Why would I do that? You know, but the, those kinds of things and dairy is one of them causes such havoc with the body, especially if you're allergic to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And I grew up Italian, so I mean, I don't know what Italian just doesn't have some mozzarella in it, you know? <laughs> right, right, exactly, or parmes parmesan, parmesan, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, my, when my son was born, I was a vegetarian, and um, so I researched everything. I was also, by then, type 1 diabetic, so I understood more about nutrition than most people, I guess. And I researched how to raise a healthy child as a vegetarian. And one of the things I knew was not to give him any dairy because I did have some dairy allergies when I was little. No dairy until he was about, I'd say about almost three. He, oh, wow. you know, he had no milk, you know, it was almond milk or soy milk, you know, or soy product cheeses or, you know, because I, I didn't want to engage his little immune system that was still developing and have him you know, have these horrible allergies all his life. And consequently, he's 25, he's healthy as a horse. <laughs> and he just became vegan last year or the year before. He's very committed to it. That's wonderful. Yeah. So what would you, okay, this is another piece of the eclectic thing. Uh, but what would you suggest for people that are considering becoming vegan? What would you suggest they do? I personally um, always recommend researching first. Um, and also checking with, you know, whether you go to a regular doctor, I personally go to a naturopathic doctor, you know, talking to them about your diet and your lifestyle, and then researching, um, you know, what works for you. Um, I volunteer with PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, as a vegan mentor now. And I always tell them, you know, always check, you know, what you have going on in your own body, because we all have different bodies first. Um, and then if you definitely want to become vegan, start researching and um, you can make little changes or some people like to go full out. I have one mentee who said, I have to make little changes. I like maybe one thing a week because otherwise I won't stick with this. She knows her personality. Wow, that's smart. Yeah, exactly. And then there's other people who's like, I have to go full on or otherwise I'm not going to do it. So, you know, whatever is perfect for your own personality. Because I figure any different changes in your life that feel good to your body, go for it. Mm-hmm. As, but then, then that is um, suggesting that an individual really needs to check in with their body, be exactly. aware of how the body's reacting. Yes. Some people don't, you know, they'll eat whatever and then they'll have allergic reactions and they, and they don't understand why. Um, you know, I, I, when my son was young, he had some allergies and the doctor explained to me, because we went to an AMA doctor at that point, <clears throat> and he said, it's not the thing that you just ate that caused the allergies. It's you've been eating all sorts of things that you're allergic to. And then your body just said, that's it. I've had enough. And you have a flu, a full blown allergic episode. And a lot of people don't know that they, they, they don't understand how it all adds up. Definitely. Definitely. My parents actually took me to an allergist too when I was little for like that's lots of different things. Um, and I wish they explained it the way that you did to my parents, but I don't think they really got that. <laughs> no, I think, you know, uh, it, that was like the one thing I, this doctor was really a, a, an expert at his field of pediatric allergies, but um, that was the only thing that stuck with me. Meanwhile, he's poking my son with different things, you know, I'm like, no, there's got to be a better way to figure this out without hurting somebody, right? So, um and, and I like what you said about that it, it's up to the individual of how they handle their own veganism. 
Definitely, definitely. That's one of the things I love. Like people always have a perception of PETA, like it's so out there, it's all or nothing kind of thing. And when I became a mentee and I went through my training and then to become a mentor, um, you know, my manager just explained it to me like, you know what, we don't want to be snooty vegans. <laughs> we want to encourage anything in their path that helps the environment, that helps the animals, that helps their body. So I go into every situation with my mentees and um, you know, we really assess at where they're at and where I can support them to where they're at. Because if we just throw information that's all or nothing and things like that, people aren't going to follow, you know, a different type of lifestyle. Right. And, and there is still, uh, it, it's getting better. It's getting a lot better, but there's still this, um, like black cloud over veganism, you know, like you just said, you're, you don't want to look like the radical, but, mm -hmm. um, and I know from my, uh, now I, I was educated uh, in terms of nutrition being diabetic. So that's a whole nother Megillah. But um, I, I know the biggest concern for people when, when you know, for, like parents, when their children become vegetarian, where's your protein? If you're not eating meat or, you know, or you're, and then you become vegan and you're not eating cheese, where's your protein? And so how do you, how do you, what do you recommend to people that are stepping into veganism? You know what's wild is um, most of the people that come that have been sent to me recently are moms. Uh -huh. um, they want their children to live on a healthier diet, but they are so concerned about exactly what you're saying, things like protein and what do I make that's going that they're going to even eat. Um, you know, so we're really creative about things like that. You know, I have lots of links to things like you know that have lots of protein in it. There's lots of, you know, fake type meats that are made with tofu or seitan or tempeh. And all those are very high in protein, as are beans and many, many vegetables are very high in protein. Mm -hmm. so you don't really think of vegetables as being high in protein. Yeah. And it's interesting too. So, so that, okay. So I have a, I have a girlfriend who became ve vegan a few years ago and she was like, before that she works out at a workout person kind of like you she works out two hours a day or more she's really buff you know and and healthy but she moved from having done a keto diet which is fats and and meat and vegetables into veganism and i was like what and um but because she works out so much her metabolism is constantly burning mm. and so she has to eat a lot and she just told me the other day she she found um, cashew cheese, you know, cashew is like to make cream sauces and stuff like that. Cashews are supposed to be very good. And she found out she was having allergic reactions and it, it was because she was eating cashews and she was eating so much of the product. So there has to be a balance, yeah? Oh, definitely. And that's interesting you say, because I have a mentee who has a cashew allergy. Oh, wow. Her research and a lot of those fake cheeses are made with nuts. Mm -hmm. So we were looking for different types of, you know, uh, vegan cheeses that she could have that are not made with nuts. Right. And then you got the flip side of eating too much soy for some people. Exactly. Yeah. But I actually have mentees with soy allergies um, where we have to make sure they're not having any soy, which is very prevalent in things like those fake type meats. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And, you know, this is something I discussed with my son. He's, he's the chef of his household. You know, he loves to cook and experiment. And I talked to him about that because there, it seems to me just kind of rotating stuff instead of having the same thing all the time, which is kind of what I do. I, you know, if I make a big 
thing of something. I don't mind eating leftovers for four or five days, but I that's not, it's so bad. <laughs> but it's not healthy for you. You have to rotate, right? Yes. Yeah. I, so, I actually, because I was doing that, I made myself a pack that every week when I go to Trader Joe's, I have to try one new vegan product or vegetable. So oh, have, that's good. Because I found myself doing exactly what you're talking about. And it's like, I'm telling people not to do this and I'm doing it. So I made myself, I have to pick one new thing at Trader Joe's every week. <laughs> that's a great idea, Jennifer. I think I'm going to do that because I just went to Trader Joe's yesterday and it's the same stuff going into my <laughs> shopping cart and I get home and I'm like, this looks like I... It, I didn't get anything new. <laughs> exactly. Right? So if people, okay, because we're talking a bit about moving, movement, transformation, um, enlightenment. Hello, Jennifer has a company called Life Enlightenment. Check it out. But if somebody wants to move into being a vegan or, or trying it out, what do you recommend? Um, I recommend um, getting a mentor. I think that's a wonderful thing to do because that way you're not doing your own research. You know, I'm like a culprit of Google really. And like my naturopathic doctor has literally said to me, stop Googling. Cause I <laughs> Tennessee's vet too, my dog's vet. I'll be like, well, what about this? Well, what about this? And it's like, just stop. <laughs> so I think having a mentor is really wonderful because that way, they're giving me their scenarios. I'm helping them in terms of things that have already been researched. Um, and then we're working with each individual situation rather than people just being out there with sometimes very contradictory information. Oh yeah, exactly. And to have somebody mentor you, that's the thing I appreciate um, in any situation, because especially if I'm new to it, I, I, I want somebody to guide me through it. How do I, how do I figure out, make the right choices at the supermarket? How do I, how do I cook this food? Where, and what sites? Cause there's so much out there now, right? Jennifer, that you oh, yeah. can, you can get really, really lost. It's not like 20 years ago, you just went to a, a health food store and you buy a vegetarian or vegan cookbook because there was really only one or two on the shelf, mm -hmm. right? So now it's, it's so much. We were just traveling over the summer to Ireland and Scotland and um, the kids had to find a lot of vegan options um, because that's because that's all they would eat you know so we were we were I my my spouse and I were being exposed to other options that I wouldn't try you know and some of it I can't eat because there's just too much carbohydrate being mm -hmm. a diabetic it's too much but um, so should they go to PETA and yeah and contact you that way Peta.org, um, and then you can search um, about vegan mentors, and uh, there's a little form to fill out that's very short, and then one of the managers contact you and match you up. And it's interesting, um, my personal manager, I know he's the assistant manager, his matchmaking is amazing. It's, it's crazy, because like I'll get these um, wonderful mentees that are like into fitness or yoga, one's an Ashtanga yogi, and so we have other things that connect us in terms of not just, you know, here's vegan information. So it creates a wonderful energy and a sy wonderful synergy. I always compliment her, compliment him on his um, matchmaking skills because it's really amazing. It makes a difference for the mentor and mentee. Oh yeah. It sounds, it does sound like a, an amazing alignment too. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very uh, about matching us up with people that are a good alignment. Yeah. And that's a, that's a very holistic approach because uh, what you what you just described about people that are into fitness and all this other stuff because we can talk about that next um, is 
it's important so that you're not just addressing one uh, facet of the individual because it really is a whole a whole thing to look at. Um, I was just sitting with myself this morning, um, leaning into where why I have resistance to doing a particular eating program that my body thrives on, and asking myself these questions. You know, why? What could I do? You know, my my um, doctor, my acupuncturist was recommending I get somebody to do the program with me for a while, which would be helpful. It would be helpful to have somebody go with you, right? Yeah. So, you know, cooking in the kitchen together and all that stuff. But anyway, um, so the other thing I want to talk to you about, Jennifer, and then we're going to loop back to your business, Life Enlightenment, is that you are a committed yoga, you, you are a yogi, <laughs> and committed yoga instructor, and, and share with us why. Um, let's see, about, when I was in my 20s, I was certified by AFA, which is American Fitness and Aerobics Association. And then um, about a year and a half ago in Lemon Grove, here where I live, they had a scholarship opportunity to become an ACE certified uh, fitness instructor, which is American Council on Exercise. So I applied for that and I was gifted with their scholarship. So I became an ACE certified fitness instructor. But my personal love is yoga. It's got, it gets me through a lot of stuff. I have a two hour a morning yoga practice um, and it's just, I mean, I, I swear by it for myself. It's not for everyone. People are like, oh my gosh, two hours a day. And I mean, that doesn't mean it's right for everyone to do two hours a day. For, for me, that's what I need to start my day with. Um, so I was like, I want to share yoga with other people um, in a way also that feels accessible to them as well. And so I went, um, took a little bit of savings because yoga teacher trainings are not that, in, are not that inexpensive. Yeah. Um, so I got my 200 hour and finally completed that in November. And for 2020, my goal is to complete 500 hours. Because I really do feel like with yoga, I, you do need the whole 500 enchilada. <laughs> right. And then it's, so it, it's also a, a, a practice that continues to develop you from the inside out. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I, th I went years ago. I love yoga. I, um, in fact, I, I am looking into uh, a yoga studio near me to go back to it because I haven't done it in a few years. Um, but when I first dropped into it, um, this woman led a, a Hatha class and it was the most amazing thing. My body loved it. My mental and emotional bodies loved it because it, she allowed you to sit in your pose you know, or stand in your pose and really allow the body to relax into it, if, if that makes sense to anybody, mm -hmm. right? And um, and then you worked out your your mental and emotional stuff that goes on as you're standing in tree or whatever you're doing. And I loved it because I always felt so much better and so much more aligned within myself. Definitely. I'm just alone. Like uh, Jim used to pick up my posture, for instance. There's baby pictures of me hunched over. It's like my posture was bad from when I was a baby. And Jim used to pick on it all the time. He'd be like, sit up. And when I started doing yoga about a year later, I was, it was natural. I was like, and he's like, I don't get to pick on you about that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting too, because in the, um, 
exercise craze, and you can probably speak to this better than I can, Jennifer. There, I went to um, uh, athletic club for a while, and they had a guy that taught yoga, right? And um, it was an, in a one-hour time slot, and it was like an aerobic, you know, up, down, downward dog, salutation to the sun, da, 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 da. And I'm like, wait, wait, where, where's the, where's the juiciness of sitting with the pose? Where's the, why am I? It, and it was like an aerobics class, all, yeah. all the time. I mean, I, I went because it was the only yoga thing in town at that point, but, um, but that's to me not yoga. That's just an aerobic exercise. Yeah, you know it's interesting. We were in visiting my husband's dad. And I wanted to go to a yoga class while we were there because, you know, I was, he doesn't even have internet. So I couldn't even log on to my glow.com and do a class. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go to um, a place just near him at the mall. It was exactly what you're talking about. And I said, where's the Sanskrit? Where's yeah. the meditation? You yeah. know, where's the pranayama? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was like exactly what you're talking about. Like, this is not yoga. No, no. And, and, I, and I feel sad about that because it's yoga on all the different modalities of yoga is a deep spiritual practice. And, and when it's done consistently, like it sounds like you do, it creates longevity for the individual as well as the different poses activate different um, organs and systems in the body right? That helps in the healing or the, the circulation and elimination and all that stuff that's so vital for us. And, and since most people, and, and now I'm raising my hand because that's me right now, are more sedentary, right? Sitting at a computer, doing work, writing, whatever. We don't, our body doesn't get that extra support in, in working well. Yeah, exactly. I have a friend who has chronic fatigue syndrome and she's been kind of down for the count like the last couple of weeks. So um, since she didn't even want any visitors and um, couldn't get out of the house, I actually made her a yoga video. Mm. And Jim and I, my husband and I uh, sent it to her via email. And, you know, I looked at things like, you know, breathing, life force. And then we looked at things like detox, you know, maybe detoxing her body a little bit and then some back bends for energy. And she just loved it. You know, and I just made a short 20 minutes. So it's not too much for her, but she can, you know, when she's feeling up to it, can get a little boost there. Oh my God, that's brilliant that you did that. So it just, it's, it does so much more than, you know, just, you know, let me work out and <laughs> do a ton of sun salutations. There's so much that it's linked to in the body. It's just so mm -hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. I know you made it for your friend, but is it possible to get a copy of that? Oh, yeah. I could have Jim send it to you. Definitely. Okay. This is Nancy personally, but you could just, you know, pretend you're Nancy or just pretend I'm saying Susan. <laughs> you know, I do that with my clients. I'll make a tapping video for a particular client, tapping on self-esteem or whatever, or, or feeling like they don't have enough money. And, but I, I then send it to all my clients because everybody needs that kind of stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, so let's go back now to, to your, um, life enlightenment. Now I, I just wanted to talk through all these different pieces and there's a few more uh, pieces in your eclectic, uh, <laughs> toolbox there. I know, but, um, choosing life enlightenment as the title of your current company, um, feels to me like it's, 
it's bigger than just a statement. It's a, it sounds like it's a foundation of your life, Jennifer. Definitely. And I think at the time when I came up with the name, I didn't realize that. I think I more or less realized in the last year as I started incorporating things, you know, not just working with speakers, authors and celebrities and, you know, people in the public eye. But when I also started incorporating fitness and yoga and oils, I was like, all this does fit under life enlightenment. Yeah, exactly what you're saying. It's like the foundation. Yeah. And all those components equal enlightenment. Yeah. So what else are you going to add to the toolbox? I'm just curious now that we're in 2020. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot. I was, I was thinking about you before we came on this morning and I was like, how does she, how does she, how does she get all her stuff done in a day? It's, I've actually just balanced it. You know, I have my morning practice and my breakfast and usually um, 11 to maybe six, seven o'clock at night, I'm doing life enlightenment work. Then it's like a little break and stuff like that. And I'm back um, before bed to check out a few things. But I, it's just about, you know, balance. And a lot of the oils and uh, fitness stuff I do, a lot of those are on the weekends and evenings. So uh -huh. it balances out. I make sure it balances out too, because um, that's part of yoga too, is, you know, remaining in balance and keeping that type of a, a lifestyle. And uh, one of the things I learned in my yoga training is that it's very, very important for a teacher to keep their own practice mm -hmm. because you can't really share with others unless you have your own foundation. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's a, a consistent daily going to the mat exactly. um, because life gets so busy, it's very easy to fall out of alignment or out of balance, right? Yes, definitely. And a dedicated yoga practice brings more harmony and health into an in individual's life. And I'm saying that out loud so I can go get my yoga mat and go to the yoga class I've been looking at and going, yeah, maybe, well, not today. Well, maybe you know, I'll go tomorrow, that kind of thing. So is there anything else you want to share with everybody, Jennifer, before we sign off? Um, let's see. I guess just, you know, I always like to just leave people with, um, you know, just ask yourself, you know, where in your life do you feel you're enlightening others? Because I do feel like each of us brings such a piece of enlightenment to each other. And I think sometimes people are down on themselves and they don't really realize that. And sometimes the enlightenment you're bringing is a simple smile or maybe a gift or maybe just sometimes a text or a phone call. Um, and you're bringing that enlightenment to someone's life. And sometimes I think we're also guided to say and do things for people that has such a higher purpose plan that we're not even aware of. And just if I think if you're in tune with yourself, you're bringing enlightenment to other people. Mm -hmm. And um, I agree with you. And because it's, it's just who we are innately anyway, those little yeah. sparks of light that we forget about. Yeah, I think it's easy to forget about. I see a lot of people who are very down on themselves or depressed and it's like, wow, do you know what you just did for this person, you know, or your child even, or your pet? It's like you brought them some sort of wonderful enlightenment. So I, I want to ask you, since you brought that up, what, what do you think is the reason for people becoming depressed and down on themselves? Um, you know, one of the I mean, things I, I, I find, because I think it's um, kind of spiraled in recent years, I think sometimes people have their own, sometimes it's, you know, chemical, you know, brain type of, it, things that you know then you do things like yoga or you know talk to you know sometimes talk therapy or you know people like yourself that you know you go and you have a wonderful session with them to guide you 
Sometimes it's things like that. Um, but I think that a lot of times too, right now in the world, we're bombarded with a lot of stuff. I think there's too much in terms of, you know, oh, I have like 20 checks, 20 million emails. I have to call this person, that person. I have to go to the store to take care of my kids. I have to this and that. And we don't take that time to tune into ourselves to balance ourselves, to even breathe, I think. And breath is the vital life force. And if we're not even taking time to do that, it's like then we are, are getting into that state of depression and anxiety and upset and anger sometimes too. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, two things off, off of what you just said. I am notorious for forgetting to breathe. Uh, and I teach breathing. <laughs> I teach meditation. I meditate. But during the day... I get run, run around so much that I forget to breathe and I'll find myself going, oh, you know, it's like a, a death gasp because I just was really holding my breath. Um, and my, spirit, my, my daily spiritual practice when I sit, um, it, it reminds me, okay, let's, let's just slow down. It's okay. And take a breath. And some, I think a lot of people don't breathe because they're running around in fear. Oh yeah, and 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 sometimes the fear is the mask of anger, or sometimes anger is the mask of fear. You know, it's like a fifty-fifty thing. But uh, when you are able to sit in a contemplative way, and I think yoga is contemplative, besides the fact that you're moving, um, then you can become aware of where those why you know, or where in your body or in your mind you're holding something that's fearful or angry. Yes, definitely. Even sometimes just sitting in, you know, a meditative state and just tuning into your body can take away those things. And with, since I've been doing yoga for, you know, as long as I have and for, you know, a steady practice every day, I can even find different nuances in my body that, you know, I'll wake up and I'll feel a little pain in my head. I'm like, huh, what's that about? You know, maybe a little headache from maybe like not drinking enough water the day before or whatnot. Um, Cause I'm now so aware of those little things. Um, and I just feel like if we were all kind of aware of those things, we could grab them before they get out of control. You know, that's including things like depression, anxiety, and, yeah. and physical ailments. Yeah. Uh, you know, years ago, as we were talking about this, it reminded me, um, I went to a yoga class with a friend and I was in, I don't know what pose. I think it, I, it might've been like the second class of yoga I ever did. And in whatever pose I was in, this anger rushed in, up through the through my gut and my heart. And it was a rage. And I was like, what is, what is that? I don't understand what that is. And afterwards I asked the instructor because I was furious, you know, and she didn't even understand what I was talking about. She, oh, wow. she looked at me like I had two heads. I'm like, wait, don't other people feel emotions when they do these poses? She was like, I've never heard of that before. I was like, oh, you know, of course then me being me at that time in my 20s, I thought, oh God, there's something wrong with me, which is full. But at the time I was like, okay, that was just weird then. But to have an instructor not understand that, it, that, that poses are gonna open up blocked um, energy systems is now in hindsight, pretty sad. Oh, definitely. Things like women in particular hold a lot of tension and anger in their hips and they get into a hip opener, the exactly kind of thing you're talking about. I've also had students where um, their heart feels really blocked and we get into a heart opening pose and they're crying. 
Yeah. His heart feels like, oh my gosh, it is open. And they'd have it, they've been holding like this maybe. And then as soon as they open up, it's like, oh my gosh, tears. Yeah. yeah what you're talking about is extremely normal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that you know that and you're, you're mentoring and teaching people that. And so. once the release is just wonderful. And sometimes the release is several, you know, quite a few times before you don't feel that anymore. And sometimes each day is different. Some days people yeah. are laughing in yoga. Some days people are crying. Sometimes they're just in their la la land, you know. <laughs> it's different each day. Yeah, yeah, and it's and I also think that's another important part about movement is to move the emotions through the body, what, through yoga or exercise or just going for a walk, moving that stuff out so it doesn't download into something that creates a disease yeah. in the mental and. Uh, physical bodies. It's just movement is very important people and choosing to move, choosing to transform, you know, choosing to go to a yoga class is part of how we as human beings can begin to become more attuned to ourselves. And then you can begin to understand what is my purpose in life? Why am I here? How, how do I want to show up? Do I really want to be enlightened? Yes. Yes, we do. Don't we, Jennifer? Definitely. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. So Jennifer's um, website is lifeenlightenment.com with a dash life dash enlightenment.com. And I invite everybody to go check out who she is, what she does, because she is uh, one of the, oh, I'm going to cry. I can't believe this. Jennifer is one of those people who is truly making a difference in the world. And Jennifer, I am deeply grateful to have you in my life and to be working with you. And I'm anybody who's looking for somebody to that a speaker, a podcaster, an author, check out Jennifer. Thank you so much. That really touches my heart, Susan. Thank you so much because you know I love what you do and. <laughs> So blessed to be sharing your work with the world. Thank you so much. I mean, thank, thank you. And I, and I appreciate you joining me today so we can talk about movement and transformation and enlightenment. It's thank my you. passion. As you can see, I can babble on about it all day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I'm just going to close out with saying, and so it is namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanburrell.com. You can see all the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, a 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website. And just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at susanborell.com. So that's it for today. See you next time. <laughs>